Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Toreros tame the Cougars in San Diego. Is the this team is better than last year's team debate over? Mark Durant finally gets to ditch the kitten shirt. And new BYU running backs coach A.J. Stewart's opinion on the snow. Both will join the program. And why did Wolverine delete a tweet about BYU? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. Happy President's Day. What's up, BYU Sports Nation? is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, February 19th. It's President's Day. What's up? I'm Jerem Jordan, teamed up with a man who has booked his summer vacation to Wakanda, Jason Shepard. <laughs> yeah, we, and by the way, uh, we've, we've paid for the upgrade, so we actually get to go into the cool part. The cool, yes. If you haven't seen Black Panther yet, <laughs> you need to. In fact, uh, I, I see a movie and then I do a review. I know you have time for this. It's only 12 seconds long, so cue the timer. This movie's dope. Does it live up to the hype? Probably not, but this is the most unique movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Chadwick Boseman's awesome. My cousin Michael B. Jordan's awesome. Especially the strong female characters. They're great. See this movie! Wow. There's my review in 12 seconds. Yeah, and your uh, your lunch is ready, too. <laughs> yes, it is, with the egg timer. <laughs> and on a scale of Jimmer Fredette to Jay Keeps, this is Cody Hoffman. I didn't know a lot about this character, and then I got to know him, grew to love him, and I love the story, just like Cody Hoffman. I saw the movie. Yeah, actually. what do you think? Uh, I thought it was a good movie. So what's your six-second movie review? Uh, I thought it, I don't want to <laughs> give any spoilers away because one of the reasons I think it's just an, a, a good movie. Yes. I don't want to give. I don't want to give up. I don't want to give it up because I don't want anybody going in with any preconceived notions or anything. It was a good movie. Go see it. Go see um, it. Yeah, definitely go see it. It's it's a good movie. It, it was not. It's not in my top five Marvel movies. Okay, we'll debate another time. Rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. (sighs) (laughs) BYU loses by 13 at San Diego. This was a tough one. This was another one of those on-the-road, non-St. Zaga losses. So, Jason, how shocked are you that BYU lost this game at San Diego? Yeah, I mean, I I was shocked, especially by the margin. Look, I mean, we know that BYU had lost the last time they were in San Diego last season. And this is a difficult matchup for BYU. It always has. BYU's won the majority of these. But I I was still surprised, and probably most surprised, with just uh, BYU's inability to hit a three-point shot. I mean, that 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 just... That really hurt them not being able to shoot from the perimeter. So three of twenty-two. Yeah, three of twenty-two. Yeesh. I mean, when you look at it, it's. I mean, that that surprised me. I I didn't think that that, that would happen. Uh, and quite frankly, after what San Diego had done in the previous game, where they ended up losing at home, I, I just didn't think San Diego would play that well, and they did. So yeah, I was pretty surprised. Margin doesn't matter to me. It's the fact that BYU lost. And this is another one of those uh, non-St. Zaga losses. We'll get to that in a minute. But, yeah, 2.8 a year. And th- this, this happens. Like, why is this a tough matchup for Buell? Why, why, why are these losses happening? It's not – I can tolerate a loss to non-St. Zaga. I can't tolerate three. At Pacific, at LMU, and now at San Diego. BYU has really struggled on the road. How shocked am I? Last week I said I thought that BYU might split. So I thought that this could happen. I didn't want it to happen, but – I'm disappointed it happened, and BYU's not in an at-large spot already, so it doesn't really matter. Like, it matters. You want to win every game, but 
for BYU's postseason hopes and whatnot. It, I mean, BYU's headed to the NIT regardless. They're going to have to win in Vegas this tourney. And more on your confidence level going into Vegas on that in just a minute. If BYU loses a game this week, the Coug- and they have two, at Portland Thursday, home. home for Gonzaga on Saturday. One. Yes, absolutely. One. So, But if, if BYU were to lose a game this week, that mm-hmm. would give BYU seven league losses the most under head coach Dave Rose. Also, BYU is guaranteed to have a losing road record regardless in league uh, for just the second time in the last seven years. What's a bigger deal to you? The seven league losses. Seven in the West Coast Conference? I think when uh, his Jimmerness left, we never imagined mm-hmm. that BYU would ever have seven losses in this league. Or even in the Mountain West. Think about it. Dave Rose never had seven losses in the Mountain West. So for BYU to avoid that, they need to win both this week. I think the bigger deal is the seven league losses. Yeah, that, that that's a potential. I would agree with you. That's just, and, I, and I've said this before on the show. And and a lot of it was just the way that we saw this team playing in non-conference. They were great. I, I just didn't think that this team was going to fall into the same trap that we've seen the previous teams in the WCC do in terms of the non-St. Zaga losses. Yeah. I, I really didn't see that happening. So, yeah, that's the one that, that I, I think it probably is the bigger deal, just the fact that there is the potential for seven league losses. I thought that the maybe the St. Mary's game, St. Zaga games mattered more than the non-St. Zaga games. It is the non-St. Zaga. Those are preventing BYU from getting into the NCAA tournament two years in a row, probably three this year unless BYU pulls off a miracle in Vegas, and that would be that would be amazing. BYU is 0 for 3 against St. Zaga. They need to beat Gonzaga yeah. just to be like, you know what? We can get these guys maybe in Vegas. Look, BYU I, needs that Saturday. Look, I, I don't see it happening. I don't see BYU beating a top 10 team after going to OT with one of the worst teams in America, Pepperdine, and then losing at San Diego, which is a tough game but should be a win. Look, I completely understand that everyone's you know depressed after the loss, and, and you may not necessarily want to hear this today, but BYU is going to have a chance to win any game at home. I, I mean – it's it's right, going to be an uphill, it's going to be an uphill battle against yeah. Gonzaga. They're very very good, but I, I am not I'm not about to sit up here and say that they don't have a chance. Oh, they, they have, have a chance to win at they home. There's no chance, question in my mind. But it's irrational to be like confident um, post. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I completely understand yeah. having saying that today. Yeah. I get, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm never going to put it past them to win a home game. I'm just not. Even if it's a top ten team. Yeah. Okay, both you and Spencer have said you believe BYU will beat Gonzaga. Saturday, yes, like we were just talking about. How are your hopes affected by last week's results, which we were just talking yeah, well, about? Yeah, I mean, it's, it certainly is not the way that you would want to go into this week. Like we said, Thursday at Portland, that should be a win. BYU should win that game, and then you're coming home for Gonzaga. It's not the way you wanted to go into this final week, but, I mean, it certainly makes me waver. But again, I'm just not going to pick against BYU at home. They may not win the game. You're... But you I, wouldn't pick against a top I, ten team. I, I'm not going to pick against BYU at home. You're, you're, sorry, your blue goggles That's fine. That's is showing. Fine. Yes, I think I agree with you. BYU has nothing to lose. Okay, they have nothing to lose. They're supposed to lose this game. I think BYU will bring the juice. I think the Rock will be there. I think it'll be good. This is going to be a tough. Game. BYU does match up with Gonzaga well, and they but play it, so much be better. A really hard home. game to they win. Do. Yeah, especially this year. Yes, especially this season. Can BYU muster something? Because there's not a lot on the line in the in this week. Frankly, there's no there's no pride in taking uh, you know third place. We ain't hanging a banner saying top three in the WCC. 
So if BYU can finish strong, somehow pull off a win against Gonzaga, that would again, that would again be the highlight of the season like last year. Okay. Like, what's the highlight of the season this year? It's beating Utah. That's it. And Utah is actually a good team. But that's it. We need something else here. What about coming from behind to beat uh, San Francisco? Really? A win over San Francisco is going to be the highlight of the year. It was an exciting finish. All right. You bring up a point, though, in terms of, like, third seed. Yeah. The Santa Clara Broncos beat Pacific and Stockton, keeping the Tigers one game behind BYU for that third seed. How much of a gift was that? I don't think it matters. Uh, like, I disagree if, with you on this. If BYU hangs a banner for top three in the WCC, no. that's pathetic. No. You're not it's hanging the, any banners. Exactly. So it doesn't matter. It does matter. Why? Because you want to stack the deck in your favor as much as possible. You want to get the best seating as you possibly can heading into Vegas. So that you can match up with a worst, a worst matchup in St. Mary's? I, it would be better if BYU was the four seed and played Gonzaga in the semis. We will see. Do you think St. Mary's is a, is a harder matchup than Gonzaga for BYU? Well, we've seen that Gonzaga, they've had more recent success against Gonzaga. You, yes. But I, I just, I don't like the fact that you're willing to take a step back. I'm not. Because I think you get, I think you get yourself into trouble when you try and play that game a little bit. Oh, BYU isn't playing that game, nor am I saying, hey, play that game. But I'm you, saying, you, if BYU lined up with Gonzaga, that is better than St. Mary's. So BYU needs to beat Gonzaga, <laughs> and then St. Mary's needs to have a higher RPI. So no, when, no, 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 no. St. Mary's would, would, uh, St. Mary's would uh, own the tiebreaker at that point because they beat BYU twice, and Gonzaga would have split. So what we're saying, based off of my previous if BYU comment, wants to beat, if BYU, BYU wants wins to Saturday Gonzaga against Gonzaga, the, to me it's less about seed and more about semifinal matchup if BYU gets to the semifinal. BYU needs to match up with Gonzaga, don't they? Don't they? We've debated whether this team is better than last year's a lot. In fact, ad nauseum. Let's revisit this. Is that is is this team better than last year's still? Yeah, I, I'm I'm having a hard time saying that it is right now. Um, it's probably fairly similar. I mean, I have always been this team is better. I understand the wins and the losses, but just looking at this team, I mean, it's the the record and in, in the way things are playing out. It's it's probably it's probably a push right now. That's I mean, that the, may be a cop out, but yeah, yeah, that's the sad thing is this team was uh, playing better ball, losing by less. We liked the way they were losing better than last year's losses, and so we said this team was better. And they were, yep, moral victory. They were eleven and two after non-conference, which was fantastic. Yet BYU zero uh, three against Saint Zaga, and they have three non-Saint Zaga losses, six losses in league, and that that's tough. It's tough to argue for this team against last year's now. And I had been pushing initially, no. And then I was like, well, you know what? They are playing better ball. They're a better defensive team. But BYU's repeating the same te- things that have been frustrating the last yeah. several years. Yeah, here's, here's where I have not wavered and still, still believe this. I do like the makeup and the way this team is built more than the way I like it last year. And I understand last year you had the dominant player in Eric Mika and everything went through Eric. But I, I like the way that this team is set up with the play of Elijah Bryant and the play of Yoli Childs. I, 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 just, I think this team, regardless of how this is playing out in conference, I still like the way this team is built more than the way I like last year's. You know what would have been nice against Jock Lando was uh, an Eric Meek on this team in this style. Or how about he it, fouls BYU out against never, BYU? Yeah, exactly. How weird was exactly. that seeing him foul out the other day? BYU never actually replaced Eric Mika. And that changed things. Um, Nick Emery, losing him at the beginning of the season, before the season, 
that was a big blow, and BYU didn't have time to replace or, or and adjusted and adjusted well. But in league, I've seen. I think we've seen a, a lack of depth show up for BYU. I love this. Hugh Jackman tweeted about Vocal Points, the greatest showman <laughs> music video over the weekend. It, I mean, it's kind. It's been. Yeah. Everybody's been retweeting it, cool. and it's it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Uh, it was shot in Studio A, by the way, which is across the hall this way. Uh, thank you, at BYU Cougars, for the amazing effort, Hugh Jackman tweeted. Uh, but then he deleted it. What do you make of a nice tweet and then the deletion of said tweet? Now, one, it's cool when Wolverine and Jean, Jean Valjean uh, tweets about BYU. And P.T. Barnum. That- and P.T. Barnum now uh, tweet about BYU. That is cool. I think that's cool. And if you haven't seen the video, it's awesome. Story time. We were here two Saturdays ago. Oh, they were great. shooting this in Studio A. We turn on our lights, and all of a sudden, a production assistant just runs up to our room and says, ah, we need, need you to turn we need to have lights those lights off. off. And we're like, why? And they're like, we're shooting in there. And my first inclination was like, I have things to do in here. But then we Because our on. office overlooks yes, Studio A. We have windows a. into Studio A um, for some reason. Weird architecture, but... It feels like it's a window to something else besides <laughs> window the window into our soul. Yes. So we interrupted this shoot essentially. So we turned them off. They shot it. It was great. Uh, <laughs> but the, I don't know why Hugh Jackman deleted this. It was I'm a weird positive. Like I liked what you did. What, what yeah. was the need for yeah. deletion? Yeah, I don't know. See, well, the funny thing is, we didn't realize this is what they were doing. We knew they were doing something. Yeah. We had no idea when we saw this. I'm like, wait a minute. I knew it was a that's, vocal point video. That's what they were and, doing. and I knew there was like Cirque du Soleil going on in there. It was, it was awesome. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Our question of the day is this. In honor of President's Day, who would you put on the Mount Rushmore of BYU men's hoops players under Dave Rose? So that is the 05-06 season until now. Weigh in on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. At Soda Kook on Twitter. Jimmer, 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 and Jimmer. Hashtag Jimmer Show. <laughs> That's what a lot of fans think, I believe. Can you imagine four Jimmers on a team? There'd be no defense on that team. You wouldn't need it. <laughs> You wouldn't need it. You'd be scoring 120 points a game. Three and no D. That's what that would be. Exactly. Yeah. You, would have, you wouldn't need also, that Also, you're whatsoever. playing five on four. Wait a minute. <laughs> with that scoring, you could probably get away with that. No, you couldn't. You needed Jackson and Charles and Noah and Logan Magnuson. You needed all those guys. Speaking of Steven Rogers, Logan. Oh, nice. Yes. Coming up, he spent last weekend at Disneyland, but he's probably not the happiest man on earth right now. Mark Durant joins us later (laughs) in the program. But first, running backs coach A.J. Stewart, how close are the Cougars to being ready for spring ball? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch BYU basketball with Dave Rose tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern time on both BYU TV and BYU Radio. Tomorrow's player guest will be freshman Ryland Bergerson. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio on President's Day. Thanks for hanging out with us. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. You can weigh in on Instagram and Facebook as well. Our question of the day. In honor of President's Day, who would you put on the Mount Rushmore of BYU men's hoops players under Dave Rose? That is since 0506. At Greg Rosenhan. First instinct is three Jimmer heads. Why not five? That's the second reference to multiple. excuse me. Yeah. But mine would have the starting five, which would be Jimmer, Tyler Haas, Kyle Collinsworth, Eric Mika, and Brandon Davies. That would be a great starting five. So he's adding a face. Because there's four, right? Yeah. I think, I, have you ever been I, to I Mount Rushmore, I want to say that's the against way? the rules. I have not. I, I need have. to go. 
On our way out to BYU versus uh, Wisconsin, we stopped. Yes, it was an awesome. epic uh, KSL RV road trip. On our trips. RV trip, it was I was awesome. always really jealous of those. I was like, oh man, that's it was so fun, fun and smelly. With Alex Geary, you better believe it. <laughs> our next guest is not smelly. He's awesome. His name's AJ Stewart. He's the running backs coach. Welcome to Studio B. Appreciate you guys having me. Now, we've chatted with you already on signing day, but it was in Shep's Lounge. It was kind of He's hanging little, out with me. It was a little more relaxed. Yes. Now it's a little more <laughs> intense, right? No, signing day was uh, about a week and a half ago. So what's your life been like since signing day? Well, it's, it's gone fast. Um, you know, when you hop in, you're, you're kind of full speed once you get here. So uh, just really trying to get things settled in uh, here in Provo and learn the offense and, you know, get around the guys a little bit and start getting to know people in, around the office and things like that. So from logistically, you were telling us that, you know, after signing day, you, you went back home, you got packed everything up. So are you all moved out? Have you found a house? Are you all settled in? I'm still staying at a courtyard Marriott right now. So, really? Yes. Uh, I just packed up three suitcases, pretty much everything I could fit in there without them charging me extra baggage fees and, uh, <laughs> and, got, and down here. So I have three bags to my name and went to Walmart for the first time a couple of days ago to get some essentials and uh, just kind of how I'm living right now. So now is your wife out with you right now? She's not. She's, she's going to be in Houston until June. Uh, she's a school teacher, so she won't be down here until school year's over with. Talking to A.J. Stewart, the running backs coach here at BYU. What did you know about BYU football prior to being hired here? Prior to being hired here, I just really I just knew that this is an historic, historically good football program. Uh, Heisman winner. Um, you know, they've won a national championship. And just when you think BYU football, you just think, you know, successful program, hard, hard playing guys. Um, and you just think, you know, when you see their football team, you think that they're supposed to win every single year. I would assume you've probably felt the love from uh, BYU fans, especially on Twitter, on social media, as soon as you were hired. If, if there's one thing BYU fans know how to do, it's get on social media and, and uh, let people know uh, just how happy they are that they're with BYU. For sure. They were very welcoming. I was showing my wife just all the follows and just all the great things people said. I, I wish I could retweet everybody, you know, but my whole timeline would be would be filled with just retweets. But I, I try to like everything and just really appreciate the, the love and them just welcoming me with, with the open arms. I see 3,451 followers. We're going to get that to 3,500 by the end of the show, by the way. Um, <laughs> Appreciate that. How, what were you before you were hired at BYU? Do you know? I do not know. I'm not one of those guys who, who counts those things, but I just appreciate even if I had just one that, that just looks and likes some of the things that I say. So I'm happy with, with however many. So I don't – how much interaction have you had or how much interaction are you allowed to have right now with the, the running backs on the team? Yeah, we're not – allowed to have much interaction with them right now so I've, I've kind of gotten to know each each one of them vaguely uh, just I was, I've only been here for one week so just kind of uh, texting back and forth with some guys and uh, shaking their hands when I see them around the building and things like that so uh, once spring approaches a little more and we can meet with them more uh, I'll start to really get to know these guys but they they seem like great young men I'm excited they've been really receptive you know to to me and just seeing them in the hallway they're giving me hugs and, and chest bumps and all that stuff already so I'm I'm just excited to get, you know, with these guys and roll up our sleeves and go to work. You look young, like Ryan Pugh, to where you could be confused for a player. Has that happened? For uh, sure. <laughs> a, a, a lot. Uh, the other day I was at the store and somebody asked, was I a player here? So I, I've gotten that for a long time. That's my goal is to try to look like a player as long as I can. So that's kind of extra motivation to work out and, and try to stay uh, in shape so, so people continue to confuse me. 
So besides youth and looking like you belong in the running backs room, mm-hmm. uh, what else do you think you bring to this coaching staff? I think uh, obviously your, your difference is what gives you value. That's, that's a saying that I kind of hold true to my heart. Um, but I just I feel like my energy's uh, going to be very valuable um, as far as when we get on the field. Um, just the morale that I bring, um, I'm just a very kind of loving person in general. Um, I'm the guy that's always going to crack jokes around the office and, you know, just kind of keep the mood light and, and, but still go to work. And I think the other thing is discipline um, in, within our group. I think that's going to really help us uh, just avoid some of those careless uh, things that, that hurt yourself. So I'm, I think energy and discipline are the two things that, that uh, I value the most as a coach. The boss of the running backs, AJ Stewart, is on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> and a top button guy. Now, oh, yes. see, Jerem is all about the I'm top a, button. I'm a top button guy. I respect it. So, I respect welcome. It. Yeah, yeah. You can come back anytime <laughs> you want. Did you have a connection to BYU? Uh, no immediate connections uh, to BYU. You know, this profession, uh, you know, in the culture profession, it's, it's a small network. I mean, every everybody knows somebody who knows some, someone. So um, just kind of have mutual f- uh, friends in the coaching profession who knew Coach Grimes and, and other guys on the staff. And uh, they were able to, I guess they spoke highly enough of me for them to give me an opportunity here and I'm grateful for that. But it's just, like I said, it's just a small world. Well, so – uh, somebody knew somebody who knew Jeff Grimes. Is that what yes. happened? Yes, and initially. They played telephone and then uh, mm-hmm. suddenly. So, so who reached out? Did you reach out or did someone contact you about, hey, there's an open spot? Coach Grimes kind of reached out to me and, uh, you know, was kind of gauging my interest. You know, would I be interested in this opportunity and things like that? And it just, it worked out. I was, you know, looking to move to a, a program like BYU, you know, if possible. I, I felt like that was the next step in my career. Um, and I was just, man, I'm still in awe and, and just grateful for this opportunity just to be at a, a great university like this. Whether it was in the interview process or since your hire, what has Coach Grimes told you that he's looking for from you in this job? Well, the good thing, the, the things that he's looking for are the things that we just talked about. He's looking for energy and discipline, and those are things that I've held true in my previous you know, years as a coach. So that, that's, it's going to be an easy transition for me. Um, I think that's necessary for any team to be successful. So it's not like this special little opportunity or a little job he's given me. I, just, I think that's uh, kind of what I'm called to do as a running backs coach. And uh, with the talent that we have here, it's my job to, to get the best out of them and, and hopefully they don't take a step in the wrong direction. It was an interesting year, and by interesting I mean an injured year for the running backs. It was yeah. insane how deep uh, BYU had to go. In fact, I think against why BYU is playing its eighth different you know, guy that had to carry in some regular fashion, not a one-off to a fullback or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, how, how much did you either watch or, or learn about last year's squad to get a feel for these guys, or is that just the passion you move on? Really, I think it's a little both, but mostly the passion move on. I, I, I really haven't watched any film on last year. Uh, to me, I, I think it's fair to those guys that we just start on a clean slate. So you want to be unbiased in a way, very much. Not so. look at last year, very much yeah. so. And I, I know enough to know. I mean, you look at the stats and you see there's talent there. Um, you look at you know just some of the guys you know vaguely, and just on paper or just a little limited amount of film. And you just, I mean, that's enough to to know that if we just go to work, we'll be fine. And I think we'll have great success. You know, with guys as as long as we buy in and everybody you know believes in what Coach Grimes and Coach Sataki is. Uh, you know, he wants us to do as a program. I mean, I think the rest of it will handle itself. 
you were uh, you were telling us before we went on the air that uh, with all the snow, we were asking you about the snow, and you said you don't even have an ice scraper for your car right now. <laughs> Not That's yet. definitely something you're going to want to invest in. Get this for man sure, an ice scraper <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that I, I put it on my checklist of things that I need to make sure I get immediately. Uh, just kind of got got it hit in the face with it this morning, but literally, w- you you live, yeah, you live and you learn. Yeah, exactly. Well, th- thanks for coming into Studio B. Let's have you sign our flag if you wouldn't mind. Right. Yeah, if you want, you can sign anywhere you'd like. All right. Yeah. Uh, if you sign at the very top, that would be awesome too, but we don't want to risk injury. We need you healthy for the season. That's A.J. Stewart, the running back's coach at BYU. And, man, is that room loaded. Riley Burt, Squally Canada, Trey Dye, Braden Bakri, Kavik Fonua, K.J. Hall, Oscar Fences, Ulatolu Tau, among others. Yeah. Woo! It's going to be fun this year. Brandon Davies, Paul Lasique, and Ashley Hatch all had big weekends. Headlines are coming up. But first, our N1 picks. I made up some ground, but how much? This is BYU Sports Nation. No updated stats, please. Yeah, it's standings coming up. Yeah. No. <laughs> Women's Hoops plays its final home game Thursday night against the Portland Pilots. You can catch a senior night on BYU TV with that guy at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Spencer's going to be in Portland, so uh, if you're at the Yoli Childs Center, you can uh, get his autograph. We're going to have awesome. to give uh, Spencer some money. For the employee for the, store? For the Nike employee store trip that yeah, I'm sure yeah. he'll make. He's going to hang out with a mutual friend of ours and mm-hmm. have a good time. Hey, welcome back. Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard, and Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. If you don't catch us live, no worries. We're on demand, like, everywhere. Just You'll find it, I promise. Just Google it. <laughs> Bing it. Let's check out some of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's Hoops lost to San Diego Saturday, 75-62 in the Slim Gym. BYU shot 3 of 22 from 3. That's not good. Cougars lost for the fourth time in seven tries in San Diego. For some reason, Jenny Craig is no friend to the Cougars. We'll chat with radio analyst Mark Durant coming up. Number 19 Gymnastics finishes with its highest score in 13 years. Yeah. You were calling this game on BYU TV. The meet. The the meet. Excuse me. Yes. The meet. Uh, 196.625 in a tri-meet defeating number 10 Denver and Southern Utah. Shannon Hortman-Evans earned BYU's highest individual score with a perfect 10 from one judge scoring 9.950 on the floor. The Russian judge was unkind, <laughs> Shannon Evans. That was awesome and a lot of fun. Uh, they're back on TV this Friday night, by the way. Seventh-ranked BYU men's volleyball swept Concordia Irvine in three sets Saturday. Freshman Gabi Garcia-Fernandez led the team with 11 kills, six digs, and five blocks. We'll have the match against Stanford Saturday night. And BYU baseball wraps up its four-game series at CSUN, Cal State Northridge, for those that don't know what CSUN is. They wrap that up today, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Former Oklahoma transfer Kenny Sines gets to start for BYU today. Cougars took two of the first three games over the weekend. A nice start for the Cougars. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yep. So catch that uh, coming up later today. Uh, there, was some bas- there was a basketball game over the weekend. That means we need to update our and one picks. Oh, no. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. Are you scared, Jason? Well, here's my problem. I went, and you have a lot of this. Well, there's w- the one that I went for my and one should have been my two-pointer because I was pretty much guaranteed to get that one. Well, now, well, now two, you know. Now two you know. points versus just one. Now you know what you don't know. Right. You didn't know. Okay? Right. You start. All right, my two-pointer. BYU will not trail at halftime. I think that was wrong, Yeah, right? that, that was wrong. Yeah, that was wrong. <laughs> my and one, the game will not go to overtime. It did not. Yeah, it would have been nice if it had gone to overtime. 
for a fourth game in a row, third game in a row. Again, I should have gone with that being a two-pointer. All right, uh, for Spencer, Spencer's two-pointer. BYU will win by four or more. Well, heck no. That's right, Larry. <laughs> Neither team, his and one, neither team will lead by double digits. Wow. Yeah, uh, San Diego led by 22, um, and uh, that was... 22 uh, to 11. 22 to 11, excuse me, with yeah. 10 minutes in. Um, remember when Spencer said first to 21 wins against Pepperdine? Yes. That applied for USC, randomly. That was There's such something a, there. Like, was, I, don't, I haven't heard an explanation. Usually it's like that. first to 100, like yeah. in the NBA or yeah. something. First to 100 wins, but yeah, first to 21, first it's 21. like he knew something. Huh. Spencer knows something. Hmm. Uh, he knows lots of things. All right, uh, my two-pointer. TJ Haas will score 15 or more. Oh, no! Yeah, Greg, that didn't happen. Scored 14. Scored 14. Yeah. What was your one-pointer? And my one-pointer. Did the music run out? We ran out of music. We took too long. <laughs> my one-pointer, my N1. BYU will have 10-plus bench points. Yay! Really? That's what I get? Uh, BYU yeah, really, that is what you get. We get 16. For getting one 16 point. points off the bench. Thanks, uh, Zach. Celius and Dalton Nixon, Minley. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so updated standings look like this. Uh, Spencer with 25 points. I have 18. I'm still behind by seven. And uh, I'm probably going to lose this. And then there's Jason, mm-hmm. who has five points. We didn't even make a graphic today. We didn't even make a graphic. Did Jason pay you? <laughs> no, I did not. Did ja- the, no. Did Jason pay the control room not to put up that graphic? That is an offensive foul right there. Five, you got paid five bucks? Okay. There's no payment well, whatsoever. We got, we got some starving students in there, you know what I'm saying? Our question of the day, in honor of President's Day, who would you put on the Mount Rushmore of BYU men's uh, hoops players under Dave Rose? At Pickfire21, Jimmer, Tyler Haas, Lee Kamard, Brandon Davies. Those are all good ones. Those are man. great Those ones. Are fantastic. The fun part is there's really a lot to choose from. If you're going, I mean, yes. over the course of Coach yes. Rose's career, the amount of... <laughs> Of like, really good like players. First team, all yes. conference kind of guys. There have been a lot. Uh, at Twiggy or Stone says Jimmer, Tyler Hawes, Kyle Collinsworth, and what I would consider lock or what I consider locks. I, am, la- I agree with that. Yes, I know. I one hundred percent. I agree. The last spot has a lot of competition. I will go with Mika because of how he dominated. Now, right, I'm going chi- to I'm going to chime in on this because I, I agree that those three are locks. Jimmer. Yes. Tyler, Kyle. So, all-time leading scorer. Then yes. the next all-time leading scorer. Then the most versatile point guard you've ever had. The triple-double king. An I, NBA player. An NBA player. Okay, so we're in agreement those three. Yes. So who yes. is your fourth? Because my fourth now, is Brandon Davies. I want a big man. I'm going and Brandon the Davies. The debate is, is it, is it Playstead, Davies, or Mika? That's the debate. I think the best, the dude with the best post moves is a tough answer. Because I think all three were fantastic. I might go with Trent Playstead, though. If I want, uh, if I want a little more defense, and I want a mid-range J with all of this, I want Eric Mika. Mm-hmm. If I want fantastic footwork and f- excellent fakes around the rim, <laughs> Brandon Davies. I'm, who's I'm, developed a three-pointer. By yes, the way. I'm going with Brandon Davies. Okay, his career at BYU was fantastic. He was able to get into the NBA for a couple of seasons with the Philadelphia 76ers. Obviously, now continuing his career overseas. Brandon Davies to me is an unbelievable post player in BYU history. So Phil for me, Walton, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Jimmer, Tyler Hawes, Kyle Collinsworth, Triple Double King, and Brandon Davies are my four. Okay, I like this next one because there's some there's more defense on it. Kyle mm-hmm. Collinsworth is a good defender. Yep. Tyler Tyler and Jimmer 
they're good defenders as well, but you need some lockdown guys, okay? At Grizzfather, Jimmer, Tyler Haas, Kyle Collinsworth, and Jackson Emery. Okay. Yeah. You throw in Jackson so they can get a little, little more defense mm-hmm. there. Honorable mention is Brandon Davies, Eric Mika, Noah Hartsock. Noah Hartsock was a fantastic number three on the Sweet 16 team. He was awesome. Brandon Davies right there as well. Noah Hartsock, your leading scorer the next year. Guys like that, in my opinion, are what BYU's missing in the last couple of years in the WCC. The Charles Abuos, the Noah Hartsocks, the Steven Rogers when he was healthy. The guys, that, America. the guys that are fine coming off the bench, being, playing solid D and scoring. Those guys. BYU's lost some of those guys to transfers. They didn't want to wait it out. They didn't want to play behind the lone pick three. Or whatever reason it was that they left. The Jordan Chapmans, the Jake Toulsons, and so on. If those guys are on this team... They ain't, they ain't going to OT with Pepperdine. <laughs> they ain't down six with 22 seconds to San Francisco consistently. That's what I believe. I believe that BYU has lost out on some of these transfers. Look, I, because this would probably be me, I'm still waiting for the tweet for somebody who didn't quite pay attention to what the Twitter question is and comes out with Jimmer, Danny Ainge, Devin Durant, and Sean Bradley. Samir <laughs> Chosich, <laughs> Mel Hutchins. <laughs> That's Roland Minson basketball. That's Roland basketball. basketball. At MV Craig. to do that. I, yeah, I'm horrible. He's better I apologize. That's okay. That was just awful. You have your strengths, too. We're still figuring them out. Jimmer, hey. Jackson, Tyler, and a big Russian. Easiest answer ever. We've already determined that my impression that I nail, and the only one I have, is uh, Jimmy Fallon as Barry Gibb on the Barry Gibb talk show. Let's hear it. Really? Uh Okay. Yeah. Do you want to read? Do we have another tweet? We no, you'd be Robin. Okay, you're going to be Robin, okay? Okay, I'm going to put in a tweet. <laughs> I'm going to put in a tweet, and I want you to read it. There okay. it is. Go ahead. <laughs> Which one? As Barry Gibb. As, as, as Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, Fallon as, Barry as Barry Gibb. Okay. Here we go. This all right, could here be, we go. This could be the best or worst thing we've ever done on Okay, all right. Robin, would you like me to read this tweet? Okay. Jimmer, Mr. Triple Double, Tyler Haas, and Eric Mika. I'm going to yellow on that one. What? It was a tremendous effort. What are you talking about? That nailed that impression. <laughs> <laughs> what? Let's go to break? I okay. nailed that. You go back and watch any of those. I just nailed that impression. Coming up. Weigh in on Twitter. Did Jason nail it? Did Jason nail that Coming impression? Up, BYU baseball gets to enjoy weather in California and Hawaii this week. I'm not bitter whatsoever. How the Batcats are doing is coming up in the whip. Is Mark Grant going to... Anything to add? Yes. Is Mark Duran going to burn that kitten shirt or what? This is BYU Sports Day. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch BYU Basketball with Dave Rose tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Tomorrow night's player guest will be the only freshman on the BYU basketball team, Ryland Bergerson. People think he's the youngest he's not. player on the team. It's actually Yoli Childs, mm-hmm. which is pretty, uh, pretty wild, right? Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard, live on, on BYU Sports Nation from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Thanks for hanging out with us on President's Day. If you missed the show at noon Eastern, no worries. Check out the rebroadcast at 6 Eastern on BYU TV. Our question of the day. In honor of President's Day, who would you put on the Mount Rushmore of BYU men's hoops players under Dave Rose? At J. Bush... Bouchard, 31. Jimmer, of course. Jackson, Haas, and if Child stays, he will be on there. Do you think he's leaving? 
I don't think he's leaving. I, I, no, I wouldn't expect that. Okay, okay, for a moment. Yoli Child's NBA potential. If he develops a more consistent three-pointer, he's got He's got a shot, pun intended. Look, and I, and I will say this. When, when these players, whenever the day is that they do leave the program, I, I don't think it's crazy to think that you, we could certainly be talking about Elijah Bryant and Yoli Childs in the same vein we were talking about these other players. I, I think yeah. that these, these two they've got, they've are got very Jesus. good. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, these are first-team all-league guys yes. uh, for sure. And Dave Rose keeps turning them out like, uh, like good butter. Hey, Mark Durant is on. Uh, he's on the phone. Let's talk with him. Former uh, Cougar, current BYU radio analyst on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Let's address the kitten in the room, Mark. Uh, <laughs> what's going to happen with the shirt, bro? <laughs> the shirt is uh, is going the way of all great former athletes. They're, they're retired. It's being retired. Mm. And like it like did in some... a formal procession? Are you going to put it on the wall? Are you going to put it in glass? <laughs> Listen. Uh, it, it's still a, an amazing shirt and it's very comfortable. So uh, I'll wear it around the house, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to subject Cougar nation to that any longer. I mean, it, it only had so much magic in it in San Francisco and Pepperdine did the job, but, uh, it, Greg, Greg wanted me to, to have a different shirt to change in at halftime at San Diego. And, and I, <laughs> I, I didn't have it, so I, I take the blame for that. You know what we should do, honestly? What about the the, the uh, idea of getting the kitten shirt to have in Studio B? What's the, what is the I'm, likelihood that you would give us that shirt to I have like, on display in I Studio like B? I, I like it a lot uh, because I think that's the only way I'm ever going to have anything in Studio B. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, if that if that's what it takes, uh, I'll donate the kitten shirt. But I'm gonna have to go to that gas station again to see if they have anything that I could replace it with. I got the following tweet from someone very important. Nope. <laughs> that's yeah. So yeah, we're gonna have to talk. About yeah, we're that. gonna have to re- rethink that one. Apparently. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the game and not cats and shirts. Okay, what what concerns you the most about the loss at San Diego? Well, I just think it's the culmination of what we've seen the last uh, couple weeks for BYU. I, I think the problem is there's a really good scout on BYU right now, and I think the feeling is, hey, let's let's slow it down, uh, we get late in the shot clock every time, and then uh, you know put our head down, drive to the hoop, just kind of overpower BYU, and or you know kick it out and make a three and, uh, and then try and get BYU to turn it over. Now, San Diego, they didn't turn it over, but I, I think the, the idea is let's push them around. Let's bully them. Let's uh, be extremely physical and play really slow. And uh, that BYU just doesn't seem to be able to handle that very well. And so that, that worries me that there's kind of this blueprint. Uh, and I don't know that how much you can do to change that Obviously, uh, I think BYU needs to be more physical. I don't know that they really have an enforcer on that team. I think Luke Worthington plays pretty hard, Nixon when he comes in. Otherwise, I don't think you really have, you know, kind of the quote-unquote tough guy out there that's going to mix it up with people. And and so that – but obviously, they've got to shoot better. The three-point shooting has just been atrocious, especially on the road. And BYU's not good enough – in other aspects of their game to 
shoot that poorly from the three and, and expect to win. I mean, that's kind of a bottom line thing. Uh, I think you can overcome a lot of other things, but BYU needs to shoot three-pointers and shoot around 35 40%, which is not unreasonable. And they, and they have a good percentage generally on the year. But if you look at all the – I went out on the post-game show after the game. All the, the big losses back to Arlington, to Alabama, to LMU – uh, terrible three-point shooting. And, I mean, we're talking 10 to 20% three-point shooting. And so, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, you, know, you guys know me. I'm a brilliant big-time lawyer. But you don't, you don't need a <laughs> You could have just stopped at brilliant. You didn't even need to add the that. lawyer. <laughs> that, that, that's a real problem. So, I mean, it, I just have this feeling, guys, that it's, it's kind of a malaise and – uh, you're you're getting some confidence sapped from you, and teams are figuring you out, and you're getting pushed around, and got guys like Elijah and Yoli who you really count on are playing so many minutes, and they're, I, they seem to be fatiguing a little bit. So uh, I just worry the kind of the general direction. Now, you go on the road, get a win at Portland, that would be big considering their road struggles, and if you were able to win at Gonzaga, that can kind of change everything around. But r- where it sits right now, it's not a great picture. Okay, to your point about the – three-point shot, and this is just the last three losses for BYU. They're averaging just 3.6 made threes in those previous three losses. So that just illustrates the point that you were making. But with two games this week, as you mentioned, at Portland and then home to Gonzaga on Saturday, is that enough time to get right before Vegas? You know, basketball's funny. It doesn't take a long time to get right, because especially if you know, you've kind of done some good things uh, this year. Like, for instance, playing on the road. Uh, you have to be a really good team to do that. And I was optimistic. You know, you go to UVU, to Utah State, and get some other other road wins. Uh, I thought, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that shows me a lot about a team that can go and win on the road. And so BYU's done it. And so when you've already kind of already done it, if you can get that taste back, it's like a shooter missing a bunch of threes. He just makes one, and all of a sudden he's back again. So I think it can happen. Uh, If they can win two this week, I think that's going to solve a lot of problems just in general. And I know that may seem like a simplistic view of things, but you just need to kind of get right in your head. I mean, that's where the problem is, kind of in the head, and then you – and you have get that confidence and that optimism back going in the conference tournament. I think that would make a big difference. But, but I, I mean, it's uh, I, I, I don't know why BYU is not a better three point shooting team. I'm Elijah Bryant. I guess he's your best three point shooter. He, he really struggled the other night. Everything was short. Uh, he's played. He played 40 minutes and 45 minutes the two games before. I just think he's he was a little bit gassed. That worries me. But I, I, he's a great shooter. TJ is a very good shooter, but up and down. And uh, so that worries you, the consistency aspect of it. But then there's not really a lot of guys that you can really count on. And that, that's problematic, especially on the road. A lot of the younger guys, and they don't get a lot of threes, and so it's hard to get in a groove. So, I mean, that, that's a real worry. And it just frustrates me because I think of all the problems BYU should have in getting – athletes and you know all that kind of stuff in the recruiting and it's we ought to be able to get three-point shooters i mean that's the one thing we ought to have every year that's awesome and it frustrates me that that that's a problem uh but 
you know, there's not much they can do about it now. You just try and, and give your guys confidence. And we believe in you, Zach Selyus and Kay Cannon and, and TJ. Yeah. Just keep shooting, and, and hopefully you don't have very many more of those bad nights. Mark Durant's on BYU Sports Nation. Mark BYU plays at Portland, then a big one with Gonzaga. That could mean a lot for BYU going into Vegas should the Cougars pull off a top 10 win. What kind of confidence do you have that BYU will bring it Saturday against the Zags? You know, Jeremy, I'm in a weird spot right now with this team. I just, uh, I almost uh, have more confidence in BYU beating Gonzaga than I do Portland. That is insane, right? But that, but I feel the same way. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, they just, they're really struggling on the road, and Portland's just kind of that same team that they've always uh, BYU struggling with right now. Uh, and so, I mean, this is a chance for a nice win against BYU, and they. Listen, those teams can smell blood in the water. They know BYU's kind of limping along, and uh, they, they're going to they're going to bring it. And so that worries me. But you know, BYU, I, I still feel BYU's really good. And at home, you shoot the ball well from three. At home, you get the crowd behind you. You've already played Gonzaga really well, so you have some confidence there. Who knows what can happen? But man, it would sure be nice if if they could kind of get that road win, which they need, and then come home, get that big kind of marquee win, and let the cards fall where they may, as they say in, uh, in Las Vegas, and, uh, and see what happens. But, but, I mean, it's a weird, weird deal with the team right now. I just don't know what to expect from game to game and from player to player, and that's not great to have so many unknowns at this point in the season. Well, we are two weeks away from semifinal Monday, one in which we hope BYU is in. Mark, we appreciate the time. Thanks for the insight. Always a pleasure, fellas. Have a nice uh, sunny day here. I was sitting by the pool, 75 degrees, blue skies, palm trees, 24 hours ago. <laughs> and then there's and then... the Utah snow. Okay. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Thanks, you Mark. got a shovel. <laughs> See ya. It's Mark Duran on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Great point about BYU should be able to get shooters. Yeah. There's so many gyms around America. Every church LDS has churches, a gym. Man. Every church has a gym. Coming up, hoops, rugby, soccer, and what gymnastics did for the first time in 13 years. A loaded whip is next. How did BYU baseball fare to open the season? And the tweet about your Barry Gibb impersonation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, A.J. Stewart and Mark Durant. If you missed some of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week, Blaine Fowler and Greg Rubel. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Cougars losing at San Diego, 75-62. BYU shot 3 of 22 from 3 and lost for the fourth time in seven tries in San Diego. BYU back in action Thursday night in Portland. Gymnastics. 19th ranked BYU finished with its highest score in 13 years with a 196, 625 and a tri meet, beating 10th ranked Denver and Southern Utah. Shannon Evans was given a 10 on the floor by one judge. Congrats. Volleyball. Number seven, BYU swept Concordia Irvine in three sets on Saturday. Freshman Gabby Fernandez led the team with 11 kills, six digs, and five blocks. Baseball. The Batcats started the season. They went 2-1 and one last week. They end the four-game series at CSUN today for Eastern. Kenny Sands gets a start for the Cougars. 
women's basketball. BYU falls short to San Diego at the Marriott Center, 66-60 to on Saturday. Cassie DeVagere led the Cougars with 15 points, and Sarah Hampson grabbed a game-high 13 rebounds and had five block shots. Rugby. Pulisake scored in his first cap with USA Rugby, picked up a 45-13 win over Chile. That's no Barry Gibb impersonation, by the way. It's true. BYU women's rugby defeated Utah State, eking out a 56 to nothing win on Saturday. Take that, Ben Bagley. Cougars overseas. <laughs> I was going to say Stu Morrow, but okay. Brandon Davies recorded 17.7 boards in Lithuania as his team advanced to the final. Softball. The Cougars go 2-2 two and two over the weekend, beating FIU and New Mexico and dropping games to Long Beach State and Iowa State. Soccer. Ashley Hatch started as Melbourne City FC in Australia, won the W League Grand Final 2-0 on Sunday. Congratulations. Tennis. Women's tennis lost 5-2 versus Denver on Friday. But the women's gymnastics team uh, beat Denver. So, right. yeah. The men's team lost Utah State Friday 4-1. Lacrosse. The Cougars defeated Virginia on Saturday. The final there, 10-8. Take that, Bronco. Today's Rise and Shouts brought to you by <laughs> Dexter and Dexter. Helping you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets it? Lots of, lots lots of, of uh, people. Nominees. Let's go with Ashley Hatch. Okay. Championship. Come on. Won a championship. I want to give it to gymnastics. I was uh, on the call for that meet, and that's their highest score in 13 years. Awesome. So well done by a lot of different yes. uh, BYU current and former athletes over the weekend. Question of the day is this, in honor of President's Day, who would you put on the Mount Rushmore, BYU men's hoops players under Dave Rose at Josh Mel 313. Travis Hansen, Jimmer, Lee Kamard, Jackson Emery. There's no going wrong with this. I love uh, yeah, yeah, there's not. hearing who, yeah. Uh, at Landon Liston, Jimmer Fredette, Dave Rose himself, mm. Tyler Hawes, and Jackson Emery. Okay, Dave Rose, the player or the coach? That's my question. Uh, at Spencer underscore BYU, this is my burner account. <laughs> Hey, at Jerem Jordan, was that Jason Shepard or Fergie from last night's National Anthem? Hashtag ouch. Hey, I'm choosing to think that that is more of a shot at Fergie than me. <laughs> Our elite tweet of the day. At Laser Sheep, Jimmer, Kyle Collinsworth, Tyler Haas, and Dave Rose himself. Legacy players and a legacy coach. No one else stands out, but many have been blessings to the program. Peace and blessings. I like it. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Always use the hashtag BYUSN. The show always on demand, BYUSN.com. The audio podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jason, I am Jerem. Shout out to Matt Montague. BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time.